Michigan Buckeye, we are back. Oh, man, it was a great game. Um, Ohio State could have played better. But I, I, I'm i glad to, to have these games of adversities now because I think at the end of the day, I don't think at any point in time in this game these guys quit. Not at all. I think these guys play hard. They're buster butt all game, every snap. And you want to have these games of adversity because guess what? In the postseason, in a bowl game, it doesn't get easier. Not at all. So let's let's get right into it. Let's start with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good is we won. We fought through a tough game. We did not quit. Uh, the bad is I want C.J. Stroud to play better in these games of adversity. Uh, once he gets frustrated, he's a guy who he overthrows you. Everything's high. And trying to get this guy to calm down because it's the third big game he's been in so far, quote unquote, uh, or second third, second big game. And, and he's continuing to throw high. He can't throw in the pocket. He doesn't climb the pocket. So that's the bad. The ugly is that we can't keep giving up 300 yards to an average quarterback and above average wide receiver. But we, we, we got to find a way to – our zone needs to change a tad bit. Uh, shots off to – I mean, shout out to uh, Jahan Watson. I mean, the guy's a pro. I don't think he's a first-rounder, but he's a pro nonetheless. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from him at all. Um, but let's uh, let's get right into it. So the stats of the game is, is clear and apparent. Um, Ohio State, 33 24 uh, Penn State. So it's something that, um, you know, let's go first quarter. Penn State, 7-3. Uh, second quarter, Penn State scores a field goal. Ohio State scores two touchdowns. So now it's 17-10. Now, I will say this. I was completely disappointed in the referees because before the end of the quarter, uh, end of the half, they didn't call those holding penalties. And it was about three or four holding penalties that were clear in that game. And in my opinion, Vegas had a lot to do with the, the game because it, these holdings were blatant. They had smack in the face. Holding, holding, holding. Let's start the game off where we get into the fourth play of the drive. And um, first play of the game, I mean, first drive of the game, we have a fumble. We have a fumble, and it's like, come on, like record. First fumble his career, but we I know we practice holding the ball. We have to hold the ball. We cannot turn the ball over. We are not a great team in every facet of the game. So fumbling, we cannot give these guys extra opportunities. So let's start with Ohio State's passing. C.J. Stroud, 22 of 34 for 305, nine yards on average. Isn't bad, one touchdown. Uh, Sean Clifford, 35 of 52, 361 yards. 6.9 yards average, one touchdown, one reception. Uh, they basically seem like they quit running the ball. <laughs> they clearly had more offensive plays than what we had. Uh, at 52 passing attempts and 29 rushing attempts, but they only ran the ball for a total of 33 yards. 
So I'm happy about that. 29 rushes, 30 yards, which means that the defense played stout in terms of the run. Ohio State had 34 rushes as a team. Travion Henderson, 28 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. The guy came alive. He was stuffed in the back foot a couple times, but he didn't quit. He got out there uh, and kept on going. And I'm extremely excited about it. Now, this is what I'm not excited. Their wide receiver numbers look like our wide receiver numbers should look. Jahan Dotson, 11 catches for 127. Parker Washington, 9 for 108. That's usually Jack. That's usually Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson, 7 for 82. Chris Olave, 3 for 44 and one touchdown. That's, you know, those numbers aren't great for two first-round projected wide receivers. Jackson Smith, the Jigga, six catches, 97 yards. He had some big catches. Uh, he had one where I was hoping he had a little more speed to break away and take it to the house, but he different. He didn't. Uh, we had one fumble. Penn State had two. The fumble came on Sean Clifford, and I think it was not JTT. I think Tyreek Evans with the with the strip, and Jerron Cage with the 50-yard run for fumble return. I was extremely happy about that. Haskell Garrett also had a fumble recovery also. Uh, defensively, we didn't give up a sack, but we forced four sacks as a team, and I was happy for that. Tyreek Smith had one, and Son Jackson had half a sack. Uh, P.A. P. had half a sack. Uh, Lathan Ransom had a sack, and JTT had a sack. So I'm extremely happy with getting four sacks. Anytime you get four sacks, you've got these guys playing behind the chains. It's huge. Cam Brown had the interception, changed the game. Um, now, Ronnie Hickman, I mean, this guy is a playmaker. Look out. I believe next year's draft, this guy will have his name called in the first round. He is a playmaker. Now, he did miss a couple tackles, but think is he's not scared to get his nose dirty. And in his system, he's everywhere. Now, Penn State's linebacker, give it to him. They got a couple studs on that team. I mean, they, they have guys who will be playing on Sunday. That's for sure. Within the next two years, you'll see a lot of these guys up this defense play. So, we didn't play a, a, a terrible defense. Uh, we didn't play uh, a defense that was average. I mean, this is a defense that needed a great offense, and they could win a, a lot of games. So I tell people all the time, don't discount uh, what what Penn State has done because these guys are ninth in total defense. Ninth in total defense. So they're a pretty stout defensive team. And to put 33 on the ninth-ranked total defense is pretty damn good. Oh, I'm sorry. They're not ninth. Oh, the 38th in total defense. I got that totally wrong. 38 in total defense. Still a top 40 defense. So it's very still competitive. But at the end of the day, we got to remember we are their rivals. This is the game they look forward to. This is their Super Bowl every year. Uh, but not a not a bad game for stat wise. My MVP on each side of the ball is gonna have to be. I think you, you got to give it to Jackson from the Jigwa. The guy came up big, didn't drop anything, had some big catches, was consistent. And he's a guy who moves the chains. He moves the chains, moves the chains, moves the chains. Defensively, I'm going to have to give it to Zach Harrison because the amount of pressure. No, I'll take that back. Jerron Cage. The big guy has to get the ball. He ran 50 yards, 53 yards for a fumble return. Big guy deserves the ball. So he will be my defensive MVP. Um, 
Now, the scheme that we ran offensively, I'm tired of seeing a zone read when you know you're not going to read anything. That needs to change. Let let the, the offensive line plow down. And once guys started knifing in, we just we started getting beat. And one thing I did saw was at our right tackle was that um, he can't bend very well. He could not bend. I mean, the guy has to stay in his stance. I would love to see what this guy looks like in three-point stands. I know pass protection-wise, but he's a liability because I think for smaller, quicker guys, he's going to struggle in actually blocking. And he, in my opinion, he struggles a lot on inside blocking where he has help. I think outside blocking, he's fine. He, he trusts his length. He can get his hands on you. But when a guy makes a move inside, I'm not 100% uh, convinced that he'll he'll do a great job. Um. Now let's let's look around what happened in the, in the Big Ten. So it was really interesting watching the Michigan, um, Michigan Michigan State football game. I was actually in East Lansing uh, attending the game, the festivities. Uh, extremely impressed with the way uh, Walker played. I mean, the guy, the guy played great. He he simply 197 yards, 23, 23 attempts, two five touchdowns. I mean, he bust his butt. And I thought to myself, like, wow. Um, here's a guy that I would love to go against for my team. Because guess what? Being able to apply pressure, not even shut him down, because we never shut uh, any great running back down. But just to make it say, hey, you got to work for this. And I'm not saying Michigan didn't make him work, but they made this guy clearly the front runner for All-American and top three candidate for Heisman. So around the Big Ten, Iowa got demolished by Wisconsin 27-7. Rutgers beat Illinois. Uh, Maryland beat Indiana. Uh, Purdue beat Nebraska. I think it's over for Scott Frost. And Minnesota beat Northwestern. So that was the wrap-up around that. But back to the Michigan game, what I saw was that Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. He's going to be a problem for us. And um, Kenneth Walker, he's going to be a problem for us as well. So we can game plan and scheme for those guys. I'm not worried about that. But I did identify two guys who are like, all right, these guys are legit. You got to respect these guys as such. Um, our next matchup next week is on the road versus Nebraska, which is a catch game. Uh, so I'm hoping that the coaches will prepare these guys to get up and realize that, hey, every game we play is for our future. We're not taking any time off. There's no time we're taking off at all. We got to go hard because Nebraska's competitive and they got a running quarterback. And honestly, any, anybody's been in the pass on him, so he can look amazing, just like Sean Clifford did passing the ball. Um, so we had two turnovers in the first, the first half that I wasn't – no, I think one turnover in the first half. I wasn't exactly um, impressed with. Uh, they had two turnovers throughout the game. Um, that's not in our DNA. I don't think it happened again, but I hate turning the ball over. As a, as a former coach myself, turning the ball over pisses me off. Um, now, C.J. Stroud, he was nervous. He was definitely nervous. And it sucks because you, you know the guy um, – You know the guy's playing his heart out, but I just feel like sometimes these moments get a little too big. And with these moments being a little too big, it makes him makes him really, really nervous. 
And I hope we got to find a way to settle this guy down so we can get get going. Uh, we couldn't run the ball in the first half. I was disappointed about that. They were just pinching us, and they were getting through. And there's no point of running this option if it's never an option. <laughs> I think it's just an off-tackle play or dive or power. It's never, it's never an option. So I think we need to work on that. And that three-man rush. Penn State showed the three-man rush, which has been our Achilles heel, which I don't understand why. Hey, they go to a three-man rush. The running back doesn't need to block the tight end. We don't need six or seven guys blocking three. You got to recognize a three-man rush, chip, and go. That definitely needs to be installed into our next series. Guess what? Michigan's going to run a three-man rush. Michigan State's going to run. That was the first time a three-man rush has truly been effective on us. And since they're going to be running it a whole hell of a lot more, we need to be prepared for it. Um, Marcus Williamson, that guy forced a fumble. Oh my gosh. He is, he's only going to nose dirty. I just wish he was better in coverage because on rundowns, I want Marcus Williamson in a nickel. And honestly, I feel like he's a smaller undersized Ronnie Hickman because I feel like I would love to see this guy play. I mean, if we had to run four DBs, I'm okay with putting him in because Cam Brown, he will get in or not a great seven banks. I don't believe really wants to tackle at all. This is a wide receiver, but you got Marcus Williamson. He's, he's blissing. He's shooting the gap and he's actually, um, he's going hard, man. So big props to Marcus Williamson. Um, and like I said, we couldn't run at first, but we were able to pass, you know, towards the end 22 of 34 for 300 plus yards is, is a decent game. I was hoping to get three touchdowns to keep him in the Heisman conversation, but I think this game truly hurt him. Um, I think it would have been huge for his confidence to to have him being considered as a top five for Heisman. And he still can it still can happen. He still can have great moments against Michigan and Michigan State and the Big Ten Championship that could put him there. I just want to see, I know this young man has talent. I don't think he's as talented as um Justin Fields, but he he has talent. I mean, he's he's still the best quarterback in the Big Ten. By far. So I want to see him getting more involved and him feeling more comfortable. Uh, Last but not least, we want to talk about the AP top 10 and what we think our playoff predictions will be. We got Georgia 1, Cincinnati 2, Alabama, Oklahoma, Michigan State 5, Ohio State 6, Oregon 7, Notre Dame 8, Michigan 9, Wake Forest 10. I think that sounds about right. Uh, My prediction for the playoff committee tonight is going to be Georgia 1. Michigan State 2, Oklahoma 3, Cincinnati 4, Alabama 5, Ohio State 7, Oregon 6, Notre Dame 8, Michigan 9, Wake Forest 10. I think when it's all said and done, that will be the top 10. Uh, Reason with Georgia, best defense. I think they're giving up 7.7 points a game. Uh, Michigan State, huge win. So they have to, that's a better win than Alabama has, and that's a better win than Oklahoma has. And they're undefeated. So that's easy to put Michigan State at two. And three would be Oklahoma because they are undefeated. And then four would be Cincinnati. I, I truly feel that, and this is all the first ranking, so it doesn't really matter. If it ended today, Cincinnati would not be in the playoffs. 
If it ended today, Alabama would be in. But since we're going off what it is today, Cincinnati's at four, knowing that, hey, Alabama and Georgia should have to see each other. So it's easy to let things and situations play themselves out without getting nervous or without getting upset about it. Ohio State, yes, if it ended today, we still lost to Oregon. We don't have enough great wins to say that, hey, um, we should be ahead of Oregon. Once we beat Ohio State, I mean, once we beat Michigan and Michigan State, then we'll have the wins, and then we can say, hey, guess what? Uh, They don't have those wins. They don't have two top ten victories. They have one versus us, but we have two, and I think that's going to be a dynamic. And then if you add the fact that the winner of the Big Ten Championship is going to make a third top 25 victory, they're going to say Ohio State's playing like the better team. So my final prediction for the playoffs will be Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State. I don't think a 12-1 Oregon team and the Pac-12 has uh, hmm, no one else ranked. (laughs) So with the Pac-12 not having anyone else ranked, I don't see how anything they do from here on out will be impressive. Nothing at all. So... Ohio State has to win out. And they don't have to win in great fashion. They have to win out. Because guess what? At this rate, uh, Minnesota's going to look like a top 25 victory as well. They're 6-2 and two right now. I'm pulling for Minnesota to keep on winning. We don't want a Wisconsin because guess what? Wisconsin is going to be 7-5. and five. That's not great. We want a Minnesota team to finish the season 10-2. and two, And Ohio State play them again in the Big Ten Championship and beat them twice. And that's another rank win. Uh, so either way, we're going to have three top 25 victors at the end of the season. Four if Penn State keeps on winning. If not, you know, however you want to call it when the final rankings come out, we, we will have uh, three of them at minimum. Iowa sitting at 6-2, but I think Iowa's going to lose to uh, Minnesota. So that wraps it up for this week of Michigan Buckeye. Till next week.